Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to the Colleen and Bradley show here on My Talk 1071. I'm Bradley Trainer. Colleen will be back on Monday. And in for Colleen today is Holly Roberts, of course, running uh, the board and pressing all the right buttons. Let's get right to the three things you need to know to get about your day. We call it the three at 1203. Give me three. You got it. It's the three. I'll need three things. At 1203. Three. That's a magic number. They're going to be talking about three things. Three. It is. It's the magic number. What is it all mean? Here's what we have for you behind door number three. Bradley. Yeah. This piece of audio is going to make you anxious. Oh, God. Because it made me super anxious. So this is a video from a YouTube star in England. Okay. And he decided that it was a good idea to take an empty microwave, fill it with cement, then stick his head inside of it. What? Yes. Okay, let's listen. Let's listen. My God. Bro. I'm gonna die. That's so mad. Bro, you're facing the wrong way. What's up? What's up? The air, the air is No, it's better. Now? Yeah. That was actual audio of a guy who had his head stuck in an empty microwave that was filled with cement, and he couldn't get his head out. Imagine that, Bradley. Well, I mean, was there any doubt he wasn't going to be able to remove his head from a thing of cement? Did he, Was he literally sticking it in cement? Yeah, so he had a plastic bag around his head, and then his mates filled the the microwave with cement. So he had his head upside down, then they filled it with cement. Apparently, they wanted to make some kind of cast of his head using cement well maybe cement not your best move so what did they Mm -hmm. do well they eventually had to call five firefighters that spent an hour working to release his head from the cement in the microwave oh my god the way that he was able to breathe is that they drilled a small hole inside the cement and he was able to breathe through a small straw this is stupid, people. Please, please. I just I bring I this. Don't I don't even bring, <laughs> understand. Why I would know. you do that? Why would you do that? I bring this to you as a public service announcement. Please. Of please. the things that I would even think to put <laughs> to put concrete in to then stick my head in. I don't know that an old microwave, like I, a bucket. Right. Sure. You're Why asking a microwave. If, you're asking if there was logic applied was to what these no people logic. did. No, there was clearly no logic. I wanted to play you that to make you very uncomfortable. Oh, please I was don't. Very... Oh. Please don't do anything right. stupid like that this okay. weekend. Okay. Right. I ask you. Moving on. Behind door number two. Let's see what we've got. Bra. Bra. Hey, bra. Hey, bra. Hey, bra. Hey, bra. Hey, bra. Bras are getting into politics, bra. 
bras are getting into politics? What bros. Are bros. You know, bros. No, I know, but we say bra. 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 We say bra. Well, bras are taken city hall by storm. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a video from an L.A. City Council meeting where one particular bra, by the way, his name is Chad, was taking the city council to task on something that was very near and dear to oh, his no. heart. So let's listen to Chad lay out his case to the L.A. City Council. What up, Council? My name is Chad Kroger. Um, I'm an activist and house party enthusiast. Over the past week, I've been in a state of deep despair upon hearing the news that L.A. is trying to outlaw house parties in the Hollywood Hills. I am here determined to stop this future atrocity. My first introduction (laughs) to manhood came when the captain of my water polo team, Boomer Kingsley, asked me to shotgun a tall can of Bud Light in front of the whole squad at his end-of-the-season bash. His parents were in Tahoe at the time, so we tore that weekend up. It was epic, and I was super stoked. (laughs) My newfound confidence gave me the courage to ask out the most popular girl in school, Lauren Stockholder, to prom that year. She rejected me, and I had to go with Stacey McMillan, but I didn't care because I was so amped on chugging with my boys. That's what house parties do. Raging at house parties is the truest way to party. Next. Oh, oh shut thank down. You. Next. Thank you. Chad. Chad just wants to house party up in the Hollywood Hills. I feel Hills. like Chad was put up to a bet. Oh, you think? Yeah. Because that was just so deliciously we, um, well-written. Can we just mention the names in that story? So we have Chad. We also have his polo teammate, Boomer. He also asked Lauren out to the prom, but then he had to go with Ashley. I mean, that was a really big bummer, man. And they were partying while his parents were in Tahoe. Tahoe. Boomer Kingsley. (laughs) Boomer Kingsley. Well, you know what? This shows me, Bradley, that millennials are engaged in the civic process. Go millennials, right? I mean, hey, yeah, at least they're like, they're woke. Yeah. No, that that actually is the opposite, I think, of woke. I think so, too. Moving on. And here it is behind door number All right, door number one. Oh, look, Holly, literally every day this week. I think our number one story in the three to three, the three things you need to know before uh, we get about our business, the three at 1203. Um, it's a sexual assault story. And this time we're talking about Brian Singer. You mentioned Brian Singer, of course, producer of things like X-Men director, rather. Yeah, X-Men, he's a director. Right. right. Um, he most recently was fired from the uh, Freddie Mercury Queen biopic film uh, with star Remy Malik. Apparently, that was the the reason for the firing. We were like, um, really, was that the fu- the reason? He said it had to do with the fact that he wanted to go visit his sick mom. Uh, well. TMZ caught up with him. Oh, did they? Yeah, it was just, it was very casual. Like, hey, I'm out here doing some. Let's listen to Brian Singer speaking with a uh, TMZ photographer. Can you tell us anything about why you were fired? Uh, no. I don't know. I, I, I couldn't tell you. I mean, what happened? Like, what did, <laughs> they, did you expect it? Uh, yeah. Maybe. I don't know. You kind of expected it. Why? <laughs> Why? I don't know. I, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if this story's over yet. So right. we'll well, well, I mean, like, were you blindsided or like... No, nah, I don't know. I, I, I just... I'm a good judge of human behavior and, you know, sometimes see when people uh, 
see the forest for the trees when they don't. Yeah, I mean, there, there's all kind of rumors that maybe like you and Rami Malik didn't no, get around. No. You threw something at him. No, we, no not at all. No, that's absolutely, not absolutely untrue. I know. Now, in fact, we got we were having a great couple of weeks, but uh, uh, my mother and had some health problems, and I had to deal with those. And I published right. a statement. So the health. My statement was quite accurate, actually. Really? Okay. Pretty dead on what happened. Yeah. I gotta ask, does it have anything to do with, you know, sexual no, allegations, no, 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 past no, or present? No, no. Absolutely. No. Do you, with that. Yeah. I mean, do you think you're, this is going to affect your career long term, or? No. Hope not. Yeah. I know. We, I, as I said, most of the film is shot, so uh, I'm, I'm, I'm excited about it. I think it's going to be pretty great. Yeah. And, uh, I don't usually make... You know, I'm, I, I'm not the greatest filmmaker, but I, I usually make pretty solid movies, so... Yeah. Especially this one. This is probably one of my... Oh! That didn't even get to the part... Um, that didn't even have the, the whole thing about Kevin Spacey in it, but... No, that was a separate video. Oh, okay. That's why I was talking about Kevin Spacey, that's right? That's why I did not... For some reason, I was not recognizing that particular clip. But this particular clip that talks about... Uh, it talks about his firing. Brian Singer is clearly somebody who very likely is going to be the subject of uh, a spotlight. Shall we put it that way? I think so. How how do we even begin to tell this tale, Holly? So, you know, you and I have been um, paying attention to uh, a number of sources that have been reporting or at least talking about Brian Singer. Mm-hmm. And there is... Um, there allegedly is perhaps an expose that is about to be published regarding Brian Singer. Because I think when when these stories first went down about Brian Singer getting fired and then he was like sort of missing and we're like, what's going on? Yeah, and that it happened just, just last Friday. Yeah, this just something stunk. But that's we, weird that a major director would go missing from the set of his movie. That's weird. Something's yeah. not right. So we talked about how it smelled fishy. Yeah. Earlier this week, I will tell you it's even fishier to me uh, that he just happened to be in the right place at the right time as one of uh, TMZ's photographers was there. Um, ready to ask him a number of questions, which he had no problem talking about at length. He, The clip you didn't hear uh, has Brian Singer talking about how he would work with Kevin Spacey again, depending on the project, that um, you know he's friends with Kevin Spacey. It was very eye-opening. He just he was very methodically just answering all of these questions. Yeah, for like about five or six minutes. And might I add, I'm watching the video, and the video gives it the audio justice in its awkwardness because Brian Singer is very awkward. He's wearing glasses. He's just holding a coffee. And might I add, Bradley, that Brian Singer is casually walking down one of the busiest streets in Los Angeles. He's on the Sunset Strip. I recognize where he's at. And he's just minding his own business, strolling, being asked these methodical, well-thought-out questions by this paparazzo. And he's not giving us good answers. I would What we just listened to, I would qualify those as not good answers. Um, we could go on and on, mm-hmm. but I did want to say you and I were both, we're also obsessed with this blind item website we've been paying a lot of attention to because this guy got the story on Matt Lauer. He had the story on Kevin Spacey. He had the story on Harvey Weinstein long before the mainstream media ever picked up on it. So we've been paying attention. Yep. And I will say that on Twitter, he's, 
uh, been, you know, putting a focus on Brian Singer. There was a blind item that said the following, and this was today. It was no accident that this A-list director was spotted in L.A. and that he answered questions. The whole thing had been planned out in advance with the person who runs the operation. He himself had been given his instructions by someone even more powerful. Now, that A-list director, Brian Singer, mm-hmm. spotted in L.A. by TMZ, answered questions. The whole thing planned out in advance with the person who runs the operation. Who would that be? Harvey Levin. Harvey Levin. From TMZ. He himself, that is Harvey, was given instructions by someone even more powerful We don't really know who that is, but... We can only speculate on who that is, but there are many powerful people, more powerful than Harvey Levin in Hollywood, but to that blind item... And uh, it's uh, some some other people have been reporting that today is likely... Here's one tweet. Today is likely the very... uh, Today is likely the day a very big Brian Singer expose is coming out. So, and also linked to that required reading from a story that was published in 2014 that was linked to that lawsuit that happened that same year that was eventually dropped that accused Brian Singer of sexual assault. Yeah, it's crazy. It is it's, super crazy. It's absolutely crazy. There's a lot more to the story, and we'll continue to report on it. We'll certainly talk to uh, Elizabeth Reese about this and a lot of other headlines when she uh, joins us upon our return right here on the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071. Lori and Julia. What do men think women's sexiest accents are? Oh, it's got to be Minnesota. <laughs> Number one. <laughs> Number one. St. Paul, Minnesota. Yeah, that's right. Here's who they think. Gail Gadot, Danny. Gail Gadot. Gadot, Israel. Oh, Israeli accent? Oh, yeah, yep. it's beautiful. Oh. Australian, French, and Southern. Hmm. So men don't think women with a British accent is hot. And I, when, I, you know, I don't. Right. It doesn't work for me, the women with the British accent. It doesn't have the same effect as the men does on you. It doesn't. Mm-hmm. We can envision them talking dirty in that accent, <laughs> and men just envision the woman talking dirty in that accent, and it sounds Mary more bossy. Yeah, it does. Yeah. It sounds like Mary Poppins. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Mary Poppins telling you to take your clothes off. Clothes off. It's, just, yeah. like, ah. it's just not working for me. Lori and Julia with producer Donnie Love. On My Talk 1071, everything entertainment. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. Welcome back to the Colleen and Bradley Show here on My Talk 1071. We've got Elizabeth Reese with all the latest from Hi, Hollywood. Hi, friends. Happy Friday. How's everybody doing? Wunderbar. Good, good. Yeah. Uh, so I always am intrigued about what people are making, how much money they're making. Oh, yeah. Like, I yeah. would like to More know how much mm-hmm. both of you are making. I think it's interesting. Uh, well, we can talk about that off the <laughs> You don't have to yeah. tell me. Um, but I am just saying that I'm always wondering, like, who's making what? Casey Affleck, uh, his salary was just revealed. This is because of a court filing obtained by people magazine he and his ex-wife summer phoenix have just finalized their divorce and so what we have learned is what is casey this episode is brought to you by snapple welcome to the snapple market auditory experience close your eyes imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store you make your way to the back and reach for your favorite snapple flavor you can't wait you take a sip whoa that's a lot of flavor What flavor are you holding? Now, open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. 
Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Flex salary. Okay, do you guys know? I would imagine maybe in the half million dollar range. Okay, what I do, do you know because I saw the story. Okay. It was- it's four hundred thousand yeah. dollars a right. year. So you were right on. Yeah, I think people were thinking this is surprisingly low. That's the headline from page six. Casey Affleck's salary is surprisingly low. Uh, she works as an actress and a model, and apparently she earns about twenty four thousand dollars a year. Well, Guys. I was going to say if you're not like doing uh, like X Men or if you don't have a franchise mm-hmm. and you don't have some other sort of like television career or like retail thing going on if you don't have endorsement deals because that's yeah. where a lot of these yeah. people who top the forbes list of highest earning celebrities of the year they get all their money from doing corporate endorsements i think it's just kind of surprising though like he's an oscar winner yeah. you know and i think that casey affleck a couple years ago he talked about almost quitting acting because he said he was having a hard time making a living doing it whoa isn't that crazy? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so he's going to pay his ex-wife $4,000 a month in child support and for their children's private school tuition for the next two years. I'm not saying $400,000 is not a lot of money, because it definitely is. It's a great amount of money. I mean, it's, it's just not that much when you think about what about the, the super actors, famous yeah. actor compared world to, is. Compared to his brother Ben Affleck and the yes. amount of money that he's pulling in. No kidding. Hopefully Ben is sharing some of the wealth and he gets some good Christmas gifts. Um, okay, Olivia Munn. Talking about how she took hits for speaking out against Brett Ratner. And she says, this is something that I privately dealt with for a long time and something that came out publicly before in 2011. I had to take a lot of hits for that. She said, the exhaustion back in 2011 of just trying to get my name clear again as Ratner lied about me and all that stuff. At the time, I wasn't trying to dethrone him or get him fired or anything from anything. I just wanted to clear my name. That says a lot about what women put up with. Now, we'll remember that she put out um, a collection of essays in 2010 and she described his behavior. She later... She she initially talked about this way back in 2004 and then confirmed his name in 2010. She confirmed his identity. And uh, she talked about it in the LA Times as well. So, it's disgusting stuff what he what she says he did to her and uh she said that it was really challenging because she was doubted people wouldn't talk to her people didn't want to work with her it was a whole production I, and and I, it's wonderful to hear those reminders because i i think in this moment too people assume that that those things won't happen that people won't have their reputations harmed or right. they won't uh, lose out on things. And I think that that's not necessarily a done deal. I think there's a lot of danger still in people coming right. forward. Well, and Mira Sovino is talking about that as well today. She wrote a guest column in The Hollywood Reporter today talking about her alleged experience of sexual harassment at the hands of Harvey Weinstein. She says, I usually have a sleepy little Twitter account. One day after the story came out, there were over a million views. Wow. Eight out of 10 comments were an affirmation. Two out of 10, the 20% that were trolls, were quite disturbing. It felt like a gut punch punch at times. And she said um, she saw comments that accused her of keeping silent in order to save her career. Uh, she said people would say movie roles over morals. And she was like, what movie roles with Miramax? <laughs> right, yeah. exactly. Right. Yeah, I, I think that people forget that this is a... 
people are putting their livelihoods on the line and try to empathize with some of these celebrities in some of these situations where it's like, what would you do in this situation? I know. You know, and I've just seen and, you know, uh, we have celebrities, we've got politicians. It's easier to see on the political side, but you can literally see the women on both women who have accused people on both sides of the political spectrum have equally had their characters assassinated right. Right. or attempted mm-hmm. to be assassinated from otherwise perhaps well-meaning people yeah and it's that that just shows you that it's not a it's not a, po- a politics thing it's not a an entertainment thing it's not mm-hmm. a it's just a power thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, what we've talked about a lot here as we've reported these stories is that has that trickle down effect happened? Have we seen, you know, we're seeing these big names and all of these changes being made, but is it happening at like the everyman place? And I think it is now. I mean, there are conversations happening, even just like in my office about like sure. what's yeah. what's acceptable, what isn't that just extra thought of making sure that you're being respectful to people in the workplace and making sure that everyone is comfortable with the conversations that you're having, I think is, it can only be a good thing. You know, we don't want to get like, it, you know, there's a fine line between like being respectful and then being so overly, I don't want to say overly sensitive, but like, can you say anything and being cautious? And I think people worry about that a little bit, but at least the conversations are I think happening. it's good to be mm-hmm. worried about a lot of things, but I don't think I've seen any evidence that we're overreacting to anything. Like I, I don't see innocent people getting accused of things or people saying, you know, like, the extremes are potential, right, in a bunch of directions, but yeah. I don't know that we're there yet. So um, it's just good to see people maybe taking stock and inventory of their behavior because that's, like yeah. you said, not a bad thing. Yeah. Critically think about what you're doing. And yeah. you guys, yeah. there were different things that were acceptable in workplaces in different times. I'm not saying sexual harassment was ever acceptable, but, you know, there was a time when it was acceptable to drink martinis in your office. Yeah. Guess yeah. what? There's not really that time. There was a time when in this very radio studio, it probably would have been acceptable for you to smoke a cigarette. Yeah. Guess what? Mm-hmm. Now is not that time. I mean, there are just different times there were t- there was a time when it was acceptable for women to be paid less for the same job as men or African Americans to be paid less for the same job that time is not now so we're moving into a better time in 2018 what a great way to end I it like Elizabeth. Your I like optimism, Elizabeth. Thank you. I've needed it after these few weeks guys oh, trust me mm. that and like some ice cream at least yeah. it's cheat day Friday Have it fun. is thank you so much Elizabeth Reese catcher catch her on Twin Cities live every day at three and of course uh, her next dirt alert on Lori and Julia 520 we need somebody for for our uh, for our thirty second pop culture challenge, give us a jingle six five one six four one one zero seven one. My top one zero seven one. Everything. Rock flag and eagle. Entertainment. Are you going to be a winner or not? It's time to play the best trivia challenge in the world. It's our thirty second pop culture challenge here on the Colleen and Bradley Show. Thirty second. today holly and what are they playing for beth is playing today and she is playing for a copy of the movie home again starring reese witherspoon on blu-ray combo pack from universal pictures home entertainment beth the timer will begin after i ask the first question are you ready yes i am okay here we go the original jurassic park movie was directed by whom Steven Spielberg. Ricky Martin got his start in what boy band? Um, Menudo. Tony Soprano and his crew hang out at what strip club? Um, pass. In what year did Tanya Harding skate at the Olympics? Um, 84. Keep going. 86. Nope. 88. Nope. Um, 92. Nope. 90. Nope. 
um, um, 85, 86, 87, nope. 88. I'm sorry, pass. Queen Elizabeth II and Prince Philip recently celebrated. Be- ah, I know you guys were talking about it earlier. I missed the year. It's okay. It was 94. It was like the one number you didn't say. Sorry. Thank you, though, for the chance. Of course, Beth. Thank you so much for playing. Thank you so much. That was a hard one, though. You guys can play, uh, not tomorrow. Well, you can play tomorrow on your own, but every (laughs) Monday through Friday, five questions, 30 seconds, you could win a prize, but only at 1230 on the Colleen and Bradley Show. Oh, by the way, just wanted to mention that Tony Soprano and his crew hang out at what strip club? It's called the Bada Bing. Ask that question today because the club where the Bada Bing was filmed is being shut down. Its liquor license is being taken away by the state of New Jersey today. What do they do? Serve to minors or something? I have no idea. Queen Elizabeth uh, II and Prince Philip recently celebrated being married for this amount of years. Holly? 75. 75. Can you imagine being married to the same person for 75 years? I also can't imagine having the same job for 75 years because I think... How long has she been on the... Did she just have her 75? No, not quite 75. Maybe 70? Did she marry Prince Philip before she was the queen? Yes. You'd think I'd know this since I watched the first season of The Croon. Mm. Which, by the way, the second season is up and I need to be watching it, but I can't. I don't have time. So um, (laughs) what I do have time for is to talk about uh, you people listening to our show who are wasting your futures by spending lots of money on crap you don't need. Yay! Turns out... Americans spend a staggering $1,652 per year on retail therapy just to cheer yourself up. Just to cheer yourself up. So what are people buying to cheer themselves up? Uh, What would be described as retail therapy? Okay, so among the things that uh, people buy for retail therapy, it would be clothing. Mm -hmm. Uh, It would be, um, you know, gadgetry. (laughs) Gadgetry. Uh, You know, maybe you got an iPad or something. There are different reasons, though, for retail therapy. And... um, the chief reason is a retail or is, excuse me, a relief from anxiety. So the number one people, number one reason people buy things uh, to assuage, you know, their feelings is anxiety. Really? Yeah. Really? That is so shocking to me. Why? Because retail therapy induces anxiety in me. Like, going out and buying stuff makes me really anxious. Wait, the other way around, I think. You just said it backwards. Oh, okay. You said it reduces anxiety. No, induces. Oh, induces. Induces, induces, yeah, yeah, yeah. Induces, yeah, it makes me anxious. So for (gasps) you, retail therapy is like retail torture? I was at the mall of America on Saturday. It was looking very nice. I like their holiday decorations. Yeah. But just buying things makes me close up inside. Why? Just, it, it makes me anxious, Bradley. Stuff. What makes you anxious specifically? I think having so much stuff makes me really anxious. Stuff that I don't need. Like, I could maybe go and buy a new blender because mine's not the best. Yeah. But I'm not going to go out and buy a new one until my old one is broken because if I had the new one when my one is adequate, it would make me really anxious and then I would feel bad like I'm wasting my money. Like, you don't really need that. Oh my God, wow. You don't really need that. Living in your head is far less enjoyable than living in mine because <laughs> if somebody says we need a blender, like Jamie the other day was yeah. like, I need a, um, I need a, a, a sweater shaver. You know, the thing that to, <laughs> sa- to shave your pilly sweaters. 
There's a thing for that. Oh my god, yes. There's a sweater shaver. Yeah. Well, Does it look like the nose hair trimmer? But no. then you just use it for your. Uh... Well, yeah, but it's bigger. Ooh, that would be a good life hack. No, it's total. Well, I mean, you can also just use a razor, but, um, but yeah, they make specifically those devices. And so he was like, I need one of those. I was like, ooh, fun! I get to go online and find a thing, and I got a pink one with black or black with pink. Uh, trim and you really enjoyed that process yeah i love going shopping i like i'm the guy who goes to the grocery store on friday night to be you know in my place without the without the crush of people to be amused to just go up and down every aisle I love it. Do you do you have to go shopping alone? Because I have to go shopping oh, yeah. alone. Yeah. As a result of my Otherwise anxiety from pressure. shopping, yeah. I'm the person who has to look at the sweater. So I go into the store and I look at the sweater. Then I try on the sweater. Then I think about the sweater. Then I leave the store to make sure that I really want to actually buy the sweater. Then I do a lap around the mall. Maybe I need to go and look at some other sweaters well, to make sure. you've got commitment issues, apparently. <laughs> yeah. Then I have to go check out the other sweaters to make sure that the first sweater is the one that I actually really want. So then I go and try on the second sweater and the third sweater. And then I'll actually go and buy the sweater. But then I start to palpitate when I get up to the cash register because it makes me anxious because I have other sweaters, Bradley. I have sweaters already. Why do I need this new one? Tell me. Well, but see, the good thing is you can talk yourself out of anything then if you need to, which means you'll probably save more money in the long run. And unlike every other American, you're not going to be spending close to $1,700 a year just because you've got anxiety in your life. Can I tell you a trick that I do? What? For retail therapies? And you get to save money at the same time? What's that? Online shopping, putting things in your checkout cart, Oh, yeah, and then walking away, I do that. And then not actually checking out. I do that. You do that? Oh, yeah, I do You have that? that? Well, usually because I'm like, oh, I can't commit to this right now, but I want to put it in there and just uh, make sure I've got it in there. So when I come, you know, back to it, I... I feel like that's almost as satisfying as actually buying the thing. Oh, for sure. Just you put it in your cart, you put in the discount code, you, you see how much money you save. is far more rewarding than receiving. Because when I when I always get the thing that I bought, I'm never as excited or I'm never as like pleasured as I am uh, <laughs> when I'm like actually buying the thing. Like so, like I if I so if I gave you a sweater for Christmas, Bradley, mm-hmm. it would not be as satisfying as you buying the sweater for yourself. No, I'm just saying in terms of me buying versus me getting the thing I buy. So, oh, so making the transaction is real exciting for you, but then when it actually yeah, comes a lot of in times the mail, it's, it's like you're like, oh, I thought this was going to change my life, and I feel like my life is still the same. Wherever you go, there you are. See, it's a valuable lesson. Namaste, Bradley. You've learned about life. Mm-hmm. Um, like for example, I got an iPad uh, for Christmas early, um, but I was like, ooh, this means I can now have an excuse to go buy. A very nice case for it because you want to and take i spent care of it, right? like all day like looking at every case that was possible and looking at every little etsy store ah. and i found a little store here in minneapolis that makes custom well they're not really custom but they do also do custom but they make um you know leather ipad cases oh it was so fun so what we've learned from this study yes, is that Americans, I love to shop. we love to shop and we're also hot messes. That's true. Yeah. Well, <laughs> evidenced by the show. Yay. Hey, speaking of the show, um, when we come back, Holly, it's time to check in on our Google Trends. If you want to know what Spotify wrapped is and why it was trending this week, you can join us on the other side of this break when we talk to our good friends at Google who give us a trend report right here on My Talk 1071.
Lori and Julia. At the Illusion Theater, Miss Richfield's 1981 annual holiday show is going on. Okay, your show is so funny. Um, we- oh, and you know, you only saw the half of it. <laughs> you know, you should have, you, you left before the Christmas stuff was on. You know. And so fortunately, I called your names out, though, <laughs> even though you weren't there. And uh, and we waited for a minute. When there wasn't an answer, oh, we dear. did. You must have gone. Oh, you know, dear. so bad. I had somebody run out to the lobby as a baby. They're passed out in the lobby, drunk, <laughs> you know, in a pool of sick or something. But they weren't, you know, and. So then I had somebody, and then I had another audience. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Remember, run outside, look out on Hennepin Avenue, make sure you weren't out smoking or something, you know, and you weren't. So then I worried, you know, I worried about you. I thought, I hope they're okay. Lori and Julia with producer Donnie Love on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. So let's find out why Spotify Wrapped and a few other things are actually trending on Google this week. It's time to check in with our good friends at Google. You better see this. There's something new trending. It's time to talk Google Trends with someone who knows what you're looking for. What are all those websites in your search history? With a Google Trends expert, here are Colleen and Bradley. And welcome back, of course, to the Colleen and Bradley Show. I'm Bradley Trainer, along with Holly today and our good friend Molly Vandenberg from Google. Hey, Molly. Hey, Bradley and Holly. How's it going? Wonderful. So um, let's actually uh, start with Spotify Wrapped. Why? I don't even know what it is, much less why it was trending. So this is super fun, and if you're a Spotify user, I highly suggest you check it out because it definitely was entertaining for me. And what it is is it's sort of their yearly um, 2017 in review feature, and it launched this week. And what you can do is it'll tell you how many minutes of Spotify you've listened to as well as which songs were your most listened to songs of the year. And I know mine are simultaneously kind of fun but also a little bit embarrassing but i choose to embrace oh i was going to say molly the truth is going to come out with a lot of people's playlists because often the times the songs that are on repeat are the ones that are most embarrassing you don't want people to know that you listen to those songs 10 times in a row definitely and for me personally it's a lot of justin bieber Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yep yeah justin bieber maybe some adele or although you shouldn't be embarrassed by adele at all no that's okay yeah She's good. <laughs> All right. From from Spotify rap, let's move to, I think we know why California was trending, but why don't you tell us uh, how it was trending and what people were concerned about this week? Absolutely. And so coming in this week, we have a lot of search interests around the wildfires in Southern California that are very severe, and we're seeing people turn to Google to find out how they can help. In fact, the number one how-to question related to the fires uh, was how to become a wild firefighter. So in seeing these disasters and tragic events that have happened with some frequency as of late, people really want to know like how they can serve to help and also how to donate to the victims and things of that nature. So that's why we're seeing California trend this week. Does Google do any mapping for forest fires? Like if you're on Google Maps... 
So what we do have is an SOS alert up in search that's providing an updating map and an easy way to donate. That way, if you're in the area or you're interested in helping out, you can view that map there. And do you have any street views at all? I mean, I know it's probably a stretch because some of these places are very dangerous, but is there some, uh, is Google on the ground anywhere where these fires are happening? Uh, so Street View, we collect image over a longer period of time. So not something that we have immediately, but that SOS alert is the most updated information that we have, and that way you can view the map and um, closures, ways to donate, things of that nature. Yeah, I, for example, if you do go to California Fires, you can see, as you said, that SOS alert, and then, of course, any headlines, but then it does give you maps of the affected area, and as you mentioned, um, Molly, a place to donate. Absolutely. So um, very sad news there. Uh, Nearly 200,000 people have been forced to evacuate. So we're 100% keeping an eye on this. And a lot of people are as well and wanting to keep up with the latest news. Good. I'm glad that Google is providing some important information for people about these fires. Now, something that we talked about here a lot at my talk was something else that was trending this week, and that was Time Magazine's Person of the Year issue. It was released on Wednesday, and it was making headlines this week. It really was, and it was um, showing a lot of search interest as well. So, For those of you who don't know, Person of the Year chose to feature the quote-unquote silent breakers, women both famous and lesser known who launched a movement against sexual harassment. And so search interest in the term silence breakers spiked by 31,000% on December 6th following that announcement. And we've seen a lot of interest in there from who's on the cover to how they decide Person of the Year, things of that nature, uh, come up on Doodle this week. Yeah, and probably, like, where can you actually pick up a paper copy of Time magazine? <laughs> I, I just feel like in this day and age, people are, are rarely actually picking up uh, magazines on newsstands, but this is one I know Colleen talked about actually wanting to go out and get. Definitely. So I think we might see people uh, head to their local grocery store or drugstore and pick up a copy because it's definitely been a hot topic this week. Yeah, absolutely. I know I definitely was using Google for uh, Time Person of the Year, just looking up the stories about uh, some of these women that are lesser known to us, and they're actually featured on the cover. I I had to Google some of the women because I didn't know them by just the picture. They weren't household names, but I'm really glad that I could learn more about these women and the stories that they have to tell. And not, Molly, just the uh, women themselves, uh, but also the arm. Uh, I don't know if you had any particular... Um, you know, search activity around that, but people will notice there's an arm of a woman, and I think a lot of people thought it might have just been like a, you know, a way they cropped the photo, but it was very uh, intentional to have this anonymous woman represented on the cover. Yes, we didn't see any specific questions really trend around it, but I do think it's an important detail to note because I think the editors were very intentional about featuring, as you said, very public figures, also lesser known figures to draw attention to their stories. And then finally, that elbow that's meant to represent all of the anonymous women and men who have come forward and uh, really given this movement a voice. Absolutely. Well, Molly Vandenberg, thank you so much for being with us again to share what's trending this week on Google. Thank you so much for having me and have a great weekend. Absolutely. That's Molly Vandenberg, as I said, from Google. She told us, Holly, what was trending this week. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't know if you spent a lot of time, you know, uh, trending yourself this week. Googling myself, looking up my name, seeing what people are writing about me. (laughs) Um, No, not at all. But we have spent a lot of time Googling gross people. 
yes. this week. I feel like it's safe to say, right? I feel like for the past month, unfortunately, we've had to be Googling gross people. Now, do you remember yesterday on the show, on this very show, the Colleen and Bradley show here on My Talk 1071, where we talked about uh, Woody Allen. You, you brought a story, I think it was during a dirt alert, regarding Woody Allen. Yeah, so yesterday, during one of the dirt alerts at the top of the hour, I talked about this story featuring Kate Winslet. She is the star of the new Woody Allen movie, Wonder Wheel. And she made some dumb comment about Woody Allen. She thinks that Woody Allen is kind of like a woman in as much as that he can write female characters in a way that she thinks other males cannot. And I called her out for being dumb with that quote. Yeah. 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 I think that's safe to say. So we talked about Woody Allen yesterday. And one of the things that I noted in that story was that I had seen a post on Twitter from earlier in the week uh, featuring an image of his screener for Wonder Wheel. Hmm, conspicuously absent from all the names listed for your consideration for award show season, the writer-director of that movie, Woody, Woody Allen. Allen. He is not listed in any for your consideration categories, but it's his movie. Yeah, it's his movie. Hmm. A lot of famous people behind that movie. Oh. And it seemed a little toned up to me when I saw the trailer. Wait a minute. You have a Woody Allen film with all of these incredible uh, A-list actors, and nobody seems to be talking about the obvious elephant in the room, the child molestery elephant in the room. Uh-huh. Uh, and uh, to that end, when we come back here uh, on the Colleen and Bradley show, we're going to talk a little bit about... Uh, Woody Allen, specifically um, Dylan Farrow. You know, Dylan Farrow has made these allegations before. There was an entire process behind oh, uh, yeah. uh, her allegations against Woody Allen. They they were investigated and and really prosecutors, although they chose not to file charges, said there was enough evidence to do so. Right. And Dylan Farrow in this article published in the L.A. Times yesterday, she's calling out Kate Winslet. She's calling out Blake Lively. She's calling out Greta Gerwig for them basically being on the side of Woody Allen. Exactly. We're going to talk about that in a lot more. And don't worry, later in the hour, we've got some cheat day opportunity for you right here on The Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071.